Hi, everybody. My name is Sel, and I'm definitely an alcoholic. My sobriety date is July 20th of 2007, and for that, I'm truly grateful. Um, I, uh, my home group is the Breakfast Club group of San Antonio, based out of Club 12. It's at um, 7 a.m. every morning, Central Standard Time, which is 5 a.m. your time. So if you are up and about at five and need some solution, we are definitely sharing that. Um, uh, I want to thank you guys for inviting me to come speak. And when my grand sponsor says, would you like to come speak? You don't say no. <laughs> I, I suit up and show up because that's what my legacy has taught me. Um, and that's what the people who have um, more time than me have shown me what to do. Uh, so um, I suit up and I show up um, whether I want to or not, um, because ultimately I don't ever want to go back to what it was like 13 years ago when I crawled into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, that pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I got scared sober uh, in 2007 because uh, I, uh, well, quite frankly, um, it was either jail for 26 years or um, AA <laughs> or sobriety or this really scary road called recovery. And, uh, um, uh, and I did whatever I wanted to do. I didn't necessarily want to get sober. I surely didn't want to laugh and jingle like you guys did um, in, in the meetings. Um, I didn't want to laugh at like seemingly tragic events that were going on in everybody's life. Um, I just wanted to get my paper signed and I just wanted to get the judge off my backs so I didn't go to jail. And um, I held onto my seat long enough for the miracle to happen. So I'm I'm truly grateful for the people who showed some love and tolerance and turned the light on and made the coffee and set up the chairs. Um, uh, I got sober uh, uh, as a gay man. I got sober in, in San Antonio, Texas, my hometown, at Club 12, which is our main uh, clubhouse. There's a, an entire whole clubhouse. Uh, and I walked in uh, to about 5 o'clock, right before the 5.30 meeting. Um, and I walked in into a room full of um, uh, white Republicans and I thought, it has come to this. This is what your drinking has gotten you to. Oh my God. And uh, I remember I took a big deep breath and I said, what do I need to do to stay sober? And, uh, um, and you guys were welcoming and you um, turned the light on and and you told me to sit in front and you told me to listen and not play, not fidget. Um, a couple of you guys said, you know, take the cotton out of your mouth, uh, uh, out of your ears and stick it in your mouth and just really mixed, mixed emotions. But um, I'm gonna say this is that uh, uh, I have a, a short time to speak and I, and I really wanna tell you what the first 10 days of my- Kitty. I wanna tell you what the first 10 days of my sobriety look like. And that is, um, I had to stay sober 10 days before my bed in state funded treatment was available. 
And um, I told my the judge that there's no way that I could stay sober 10 minutes after leaving the courthouse to just keep me in jail until my bed is ready. And that was not an option. And uh, uh, my probation officer made a phone call to a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and put, gave me the phone. And he told me to meet him at Starbucks around the corner from our clubhouse. I met him. He said, do what I tell you to do and you won't go to jail until your bed is ready for the next 10 days. Are you willing to do that? I said, sure, I don't wanna to go to jail. What do I need to do? Uh, I picked up a desire chip at my 5.30 meeting and I had no idea what everybody was talking to me about. I just wanted to get my papers signed and get the hell out of there as fast as I could. Um, so, um, uh, my sponsor, uh, my dad took me to that Starbucks and then my temporary sponsor that was assigned to me, a complete stranger I didn't know, told my dad that he's got it from here and that he would drop me off later. And, uh, um, and so my dad left and I was stuck with this sober alcoholic taking me around to meetings and everything. Uh, I... Uh, he dropped me off after the 10 o'clock meeting and I said, I'll pick you up at 6 a.m. And I thought that was a little too early. And he said, well, I mean, we can always call the judge if you want. And I said, 6 a.m. sounds perfect. I'll be ready. And I got picked up at 6 a.m. And we went to the 7 a.m. early bird meeting. And then I was gifted the opportunity to scrub toilets and urinals and the bathrooms at Club 12 to stay sober. And after that, you know, some very nice people bought me a taco from the snack bar and I was to make newcomer packets until the 11 a.m. meeting. I went to the 11 a.m. meeting so I could get my paper signed again. And shortly after that, we went to the 12.15 meeting. And then after that, we would answer the phone at Club 12 and there would be a drunk needing a 12-step call and we would jump in this old rickety old truck with dust flying everywhere and we would go pick up a messy drunk and take him to the meeting and then we were to go to the 5 30 meeting and then i was getting my big highlight of the day was to have a a hamburger dinner for 2.99 at club 12 including fries and a coke and then we would go to the 8 15 meeting and then i was allowed to empty ashtrays fold up chairs, fold up tables, and sweep and mop the club. And at midnight, I'd be dropped back off and I'd be picked up five and a half hours later. And I repeated that for 10 days. And for the first time in 23 years, I had 10 days sober. And it was Alcoholics Anonymous who did that for me. Uh, I certainly didn't say I'm gonna stay sober for 10 days. Um, you guys picked me up and showed me what to do. You showed me what service work looked like. You showed me what suiting up and showing up looked like. Um, and I did that one day at a time. I completed my treatment. I had a sponsor uh, with a good working knowledge of the big book. I went to lots of meetings and I brought donuts and I made cookies and I went to the fundraisers and I went to the potlucks and I went to speaker meetings and I went to conferences. You know, I suited up and I showed up for people and looking for sober living in my sober house. Um, I took presentations and I went back to the treatment center that I was that I came from so I could no longer go back there and get checked in as a resident. I wanted to do whatever I needed to do 
to stay sober and the miracle came true to me one day at a time, one service work at a time, one painful character defect at a time. Um, I was to make a, a list of all the people I've harmed and then begin to make amends to the, this, these lists. And um, as I have another minute, I wanna tell you since we're right around the corner from Thanksgiving, what that looks like for me today. Um, when I got arrested and um, uh, I got arrested on New Year's, excuse me, on Thanksgiving Eve and I ruined Thanksgiving for my family because I didn't show up and they got a little nervous. And then an hour later they were calling institutions and my phone was on lockdown. And, uh, and so what I get to do every year for Thanksgiving is that I suit up and show up and get my mom's favorite pies from the delicatessen she loves. And I uh, help her set the table and the family comes over and we eat and we celebrate and I'm present. And after that, I, I clean up the dishes and I put my mom's beautiful silverware and beautiful china away and we serve uh, a tasty dessert and I clean up and I sweep and I mop just like it was like Club 12 for me. And I wipe the tables down and I pack everybody's to-go food and I suit up and show up for my family because that's what a living amends looks like. I look forward to that every year, even this year when we have to take precautions, I'm still gonna suit up and show up because you guys taught me how to do that. Um, I, With my last 40 seconds, I wanna say that with all the cash and prizes that come along with staying sober, one of the biggest prices that I have is priceless. And that is that I have a, a beautiful house in a great neighborhood uh, and the bills are paid and the lights are on, obviously. And uh, um, I have a cat that's spoiled. And I think the most important thing about my house is that I have a room for my dad who's always taking care of me um, and I get to take care of him now. And so the, uh, you know, 13 years ago, I didn't come to Alcoholics Anonymous to have this beautiful life that I have today. I came to Alcoholics Anonymous because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I mean, I am tired now, but I will stay up late and go to a meeting and sit up and show up because I know what happens when I say no. I don't know what happens when I say yes. So thank you for having me. Um, that's all I have.